This is a download from the Clinical Audit Support Centre Limited. To find out more, visit www.clinicalauditsupport.com. Clinical Audit Today, Volume 2, Issue 3, published September 2009. Editorial entitled, 20 Years On, Is the Clinical Audit Glass Half Full or Half Empty? It appears to have slipped the attention of many, but 2009 marks the 20th anniversary of clinical audit. The Working for Patients white paper was the document that formally outlined plans for medical audit, and the last 20 years have seen audit become increasingly embedded within healthcare systems. With Margaret Thatcher as Prime Minister, Jason and Kylie ruling the pop charts, and average house prices of £36,000, 1989 seems a distant memory. But as clinical audit enters its third decade, is there reason to be pessimistic or optimistic? Not looking from a glass half-empty perspective. Although there is currently more clinical audit being carried out than ever before, it is still difficult to find examples or case studies of great audits that have dramatically improved patient care. I was recently asked, along with Robin Burgess and Martin Ferris, to review 100 audit abstracts that had been submitted for a national event, and we spent most of the day shaking our heads. Many projects weren't even clinical audit, and most failed to show any direct improvement in patient care. Enough said. I also keep hearing from others about clinicians who are now embracing clinical audit freely. Thus far, I'm not convinced of this. Of course, more clinicians are starting to get involved in clinical audit, but from my perspective, this is largely due to contractual, revalidation and commissioning pressures. 90% of junior doctors I teach on a regular basis still see audit as a rather pointless activity and this is borne out by a group I taught recently who suggested that for them the real clinical audit cycle should read Step 1. Told by consultant what to audit Step 2. Contact the clinical audit team Step 3. Complete a six-page registration form Step 4 encounter problems getting patient records. Step five, eventually complete manual data collection. Step six, audit data placed in a queue to be analysed. Step seven, time to change jobs. Adding to the mix that most clinical audit professionals in the UK don't possess a qualification for the profession that they work in, which preaches best practice to clinicians who have all spent a considerable part of their life studying, and the fact that we currently can't decide what the appropriate definition for clinical audit is in 2009, and you can see why there is reason to doubt if audit will ever achieve its true potential. And yet, despite its obvious failings, there is reason to believe that clinical audit is starting to get its act together. The dark days of 2006 when the Chief Medical Officer stated that audit is falling short of its potential, appear to be behind us and momentum is being gained. The National Clinical Audit Advisory Group are now well established and aside from their latest attempt to redefine clinical audit, 
they are making progress. The Healthcare Quality Improvement Partnership are also starting to produce a useful range of resources for the clinical audit community and it is great to see that over 400 NHS staff joined the new National Clinical Audit Forum within the first six weeks of it being launched. NCAF has the potential to truly reinvigorate the audit profession by enabling traditionally isolated audit staff to communicate with each other and share ideas, resources and experiences. I am also starting to meet senior managers, particularly commissioners, who actually want to know more about clinical audit and who are keen to find out how audit can help assure the quality of local service provision. Revalidation and quality accounts too are likely to have a positive impact on clinical audit and it is expected that few clinicians or trusts will be able to pass off incomplete audits in the future. The Health Service Journal even devoted a whole page to a national clinical audit project recently and I have started to regularly notice salaries for vacant clinical audit posts of between thirty to £50,000 and this is likely to ensure talented people join our profession and experienced auditors don't leave for better paid alternatives. So 20 years since Working for Patients was published and there are reasons to be both pessimistic and optimistic. The last three years have definitely seen improvements but there must be concerns with regard to how clinical audit will be affected by the imminent public sector cutbacks. If clinical audit can pass through the imminent financial turmoil ahead then there is reason to believe that the next 20 years could be more memorable than the first 20. This broadcast was recorded on the 20th of July 2010. It's copyright to the Clinical Audit Support Centre. Reproduction of this download is prohibited. Rebroadcast of this work is forbidden without the express written consent.